I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to be ported to the console you hear. It's VGC, a video game podcast with me, Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Chris Gullin and Andy Robinson. This week, fanboys trembling at the gams at the thought of Xbox exclusives uh, coming to other platforms. Nintendo could be handing over the keys to some new third-party developers. And Microsoft will seemingly have the big presentation of the earliest part of 2024. But first, how are we doing, folks? Chris, you recently did a bit of streaming for the first time in a long time on Twitch, and now they're letting go of 35% of the uh, workforce. Do you have anything to say on the matter? I'd just like to apologise to, yeah. to everyone concerned. Yeah, I, 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 I listened to the, the podcast last week and heard mm. your, your glowing, uh, lovely words about my stream, which was, was totally unexpected. So that was nice. Oh, um, that's all right. Yeah, it was nice to see. It, was, it also did nice. Come, I was coming out of an illness. I've been like, you know, you know, you know, no, I'm not going to be saying like I'm on my deathbed. You know what it's like when you've been looking forward to having like a holiday for ages and ages and mm. ages and ages. Then the second it's holiday raining. starts, the whole family just gets sick for like two <laughs> weeks. I was like, bastard. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's all, it's all good. Because you had your list of kind of AAA titles that you were going to bash through. And, yeah, I've, um, I've done and Mario, then... Mario and that's it. Okay, okay. But that was, <laughs> that's mainly because your daughter was very interested in it, no? Yeah, yeah. And she's like yeah. massively loves playing as Daisy now, which is like the, 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 the biggest fear. Oh, I, you've, I could, you've, I you've screwed had. it. I've fucked it. I messed it up. Yeah, that, that, that was like the, the big fear. Was, for people don't. I, I famously dislike that character for for reasons I won't go into. But um, right. but yeah, she she loves Daisy now. So I'm just like, I'm not going to fight it. I don't. I don't want. She, she's in. She's. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. It's it's like when it's like when my sister tried to stop her uh, daughters from like getting into the old Disney princess stuff. You just mm. push them into their arms. You really do. Oh mate, I can. My, <laughs> worse, my daughters um, kind of like they they got a camera for Christmas and they're doing like, oh yeah, like and subscribe. Yeah, makes me want to jump out of a window. Good reminder, Andrew. Do like and subscribe to the VGC uh, Video Game Podcast. Andy, uh, can we get an update on your uh, forty-year-old Super Mario arcade machine after you put diesel in it instead of petrol? Oh yeah, um, that was scary. Oh. That was scary. Um, for anyone who's ever imported a games console or anything, yep. Xbox from One US killed or... it immediately. Killed it. Killed yeah, the I, 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 killed my, I killed my original <laughs> Xbox. I had a US um, Xbox. Mm. And for people who don't know, obviously the US has got a lower voltage than Europe and uh, Japan's the same, lower voltage. So you have to buy like a special brick that um, takes the voltage down to stop mm. our UK plugs from exploding it, basically. Um, so yeah, I did that to my original Xbox, I accidentally plugged it into uh, the wall and it, and, it, and it blew up and wouldn't work mm. again. Jesus. So. This arcade, I've got like a Mario Brothers arcade machine, like a mm. 1986 one. So obviously it's 40 years old and made of wood and uh, it's, it's American. So I've got this big brick that, that's supposed to sort of the voltage out. Yeah. But it's got two. So I, I rearranged my office. I moved my office across. So it's the first time I've unplugged it and I plugged it back in. And it just went bang. 
Oh, he's like, what the hell? Right. I was like, oh no, what was that? And um, I had a look at the box and it's got two plug sockets on it. One to step down and one to step, step up. up. So it's like, I was trying to, it's like, how ridiculous is that? It's like putting the drown button on like your <laughs> armbands, right? <laughs> No, like, because surely but, no, like, just, just next to the someone. accelerator on your car <laughs> is the crash. The crash. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah? no should, Why would button. you have it on there? Well, because it's a button that kind of, I guess, I guess you would. It's a it, the 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 allegory would be, or the example rather would be. There's a button in your car that reverses the pedals. No, because surely well, you step yeah, up but if you, when you press reverse, it doesn't destroy the car. Yeah, good point. Well, yeah. So presumably, this, presumably right this, is a, this is a catch-all device for. In case an American imports a British thing, presumably. Yeah, which yeah. that seems, yeah. I there's clearly yeah, some that. niche market for that. But, I, I bought um, one of those brick things once and I've used it like twice. I bought a Japanese 3DO and I was like terrified because like usually you can get away with it, but we're like, because a lot of companies now make new plugs that work for, for all kind of. Yeah, that's the that's the scare. You've but, opened but a Pandora's the, box here. The, the, I can talk about this down for at least the, twenty this minutes. This thing, this thing, I, I, I was overly. I contacted a guy who I usually contact for like techie stuff, and he was like, oh, "Better, better be safe than sorry," because it's like a, a laser thing. So the, the voltage will be the wattage it uses will be higher. So yeah. I bought this. It must be like that size. It's like a big with a fan, you, in and, it. and you can see fans in big coil that you could probably run a concert <laughs> using it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've used my three, Japanese CDO like three times. What yeah. I like I mean, about this is sorry, that we were, genu- we were genuinely kind of concerned that we wouldn't have enough uh, stuff. But we've done about five minutes <laughs> on PSUs and stepped out. Uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready to keep going. One of the reasons that I was so like, I just nonchalant with just plugging it into the step down is I've had step downs, you know, since I was mm. 16, yeah. importing consoles and stuff, yeah. right? And I've never seen one with a step up on it, right? Yeah. I mean, mm. I've got this, um, I've got this television behind me, Japanese television that's got a step down behind it. There's, there's no like, none of those sockets are going to make it explode. It, yeah. How and, many, and how luckily, many step ups have you have you got running in your house right now? Have step you not down, like, uh, step down rather? Quite a few. Well, the, well, the one behind me is, um, uh, it's got like three sockets on it. So, right. Okay. okay. So that that handles uh, more than a, a few devices, <laughs> but. Luckily, I was so, so lucky. Like, I literally had to have a technician come around my house, right? A technician who handles, uh, you know, kind of arcade machines. Yeah. And he looked he looked like he was coming to, like, give you, like, a bad medical diagnosis or something. Mm, like, yeah. he looks worried. Um, and he, and he, we pulled all the machine out, and it was just a, a fuse had stopped it. Oh, good. And he was saying, you're so lucky. Like, there's a little um, browned, burnt, scorched fuse that yeah. stopped. Because he Jesus. said if that fuse hadn't stopped it... You could have had to replace the monitor, you know, the board. And keep in mind, this thing's forty years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but you're to Chris's point. Yeah, a lot of these um, the power supplies of consoles are external, yeah. and some of them are internal. So coming back to the top of the conversation, where I plugged my original Xbox in, and exploded. Um, I the first console I ever imported was an N sixty four. Um, because back in those days, I mean, it'd be difficult for younger people to appreciate this, but it was atrocious, right? We we were mm. second class citizens as European consumers. Mm. Games came out months, sometimes years later. They were worse. They ran slower. They had big yeah. borders on them. I mean, I only recently heard Sonic the Hedgehog running like what it's supposed to sound like, right? <laughs> it's incredible yeah. because we're used to hearing like it's in slow 60 motion. 50. Is it 60 like, hertz? It's, it's mad. Hertz. Listen yeah. to what Sonic the Hedgehog theme sounds like because in our brains, do. it's etched at like 30% yeah, slower. It's much slower, yeah. Because that's, that's right. what they used to do. They just go, oh, just make it slower, six and borders on, slap it out. Um, Why? So, 
Perfect Dark. I was so excited for that. I don't know what age I was, probably like 12 or 13. And I begged my parents to, N64 was an old console then, so you could pick up a US one for like 50 quid or something. And so it was the first one I imported. And they'd, uh, they'd like jerry-rigged some like step-down solution, but it was broken. So imagine how excited I'm like a 12 year old, like the most excited you've ever been for a game. And I had to sit and stare at this because I couldn't play it. because the plug had, had been buggered. So I had to sit and stare at the console with the cartridge, perfect dark cartridge in it for like a week <laughs> until they sent me a new um, plug to power it on. Um, years later, I found out I could have just plugged the UK plug in it because That's the right. N64 yeah. has the brick comes out. Right. So, you know, like uh, some consoles have brick plugs or that mm. brick is doing all of the heavy lifting. So yeah. you can just plug a UK plug into it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. Anyway, that, that, took up, that took up 15 minutes. <laughs> that was the same yeah. when, the, when the Wii first turned up at Fishing and Terror Magazine. We, we imported a Wii from Japan, even though it was out like two weeks earlier. We could have just waited. Um, and yeah, we had to go to Maplin and buy one of those big, massive kind of converters, even though in reality, we could have just bought a Wii travel adapter. It would have done I seem to remember I was the first guy in that office to get a Wii. But it must have been a bit, yeah, been I, by, I made, I made some days, good though. dollar. I made I made some good dollar in freelance from that. <laughs> my my Wii turned up and everyone was gathered around. It was like, and, and uh, the editor of Fish Nintendo magazine, like very hushly, was like, um, "Would you like to review um, <laughs> Monkey Ball and Cooking Mama and you know, load but, of third party tripe?" Although before that, like a, a month before that, like. They, they did. You remember they did a TV remote that looked exactly like the Wii remote. Like someone in Japan did some exclusive TV remote, and it was and it was shaped exactly like the Wii remote. So we imported that so we could take photos for the magazine, pretending we were holding the Wii remote, and it actually wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was complete bullshit. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, the glory days. But yeah, there is there's a French company for anyone with uh, with retro gaming needs. I can't remember their name, but there's a French company now that makes modern plugs for retro consoles. So you can buy. Mm. A single plug that powers a Mega Drive and a Mega CD and a 32X, which all had like separate power supplies, or you can buy a UK plug for a, a Famicom with a disk system attached, and they're wired to work for like modern. Surely, surely, step downs needed. Surely, Chris, this is the kind of like the 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 where we're going to end up um, when it comes to um, retro enthusiasm, uh, so to speak. Um, with obviously um, hi-fi enthusiasts, you've got like people who spend thousands of pounds on very specific copper cables and stuff. And, you know, it, the, the, the the kind of um, the yardstick that every other kind of like HDMI thing is now the retro tinkered stuff. Yeah. Will we get to a situation where people are buying like little ceramic circles to um, launch their kind of PSU wires off the ground because you get a purer figure, a picture, a purer uh, non-interlaced uh, image on the screen and I stuff. I hope not. I've already dropped yeah. like six hundred pound on a retro thing. I'm not. I'm not upgrading again. That's me for life. I, I remember <laughs> a guy in. in uh, I remember a hi-fi enthusiast in Japan who um, who basically got his own uh, electricity substation in his garden because he didn't trust the dirty electricity that everyone else was sharing. <laughs> so that his music, his jazz music, was pure. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Uh, an acclaimed Xbox game will go multi-platform this year. It is claimed. Microsoft is apparently uh, bringing one of its more acclaimed first-party games to competing platforms this year. Um, that's according to Nate the Hits, the podcast, and a show that often breaks uh, stories involving the, the game industry. Apparently, and Nate the Hit, I was uh, I didn't know this guy at all. Uh, watched some of his um, you know, podcasts on YouTube and realised it's the modern vintage gamer guy. He's one of us. Oh yeah, he's he, awesome. He talks yeah. about X Copy. 
He's an oldie. He's an oldie. Um, but the show did not name which title is allegedly coming to competing platforms. But noted, it was in the Game of the Year conversation in the year it was released. Um, so we we don't know what it is. People are saying it's Hi-Fi Rush. Guys, any speculation? Any inside uh, gossip? I mean, the thing what? with Xbox is, to be the greatest respect to them, there's, there's not a lot of... Game of the Left. Year contender. So <laughs> if it's not if it's not Hi-Fi Rush and it's not Forza Horizon, um, mm. then there's not really a lot to to go on. Be Redfall. <laughs> Oof. The correctly acclaimed. The correctly acclaimed. See if Redfall. Critics um, were involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also saw like a, a, not to, to jump on your your toes, people like, like the, the, with the second story, like someone Jeff Grubb was claiming that Sea of Thieves could be coming to PlayStation. Yeah. I think that's a separate thing. Because certainly, if Nate the Hate claims this was a game that was in the Game of the Year conversation when it came out, that Sea of Thieves certainly, although it's kind of well... Love it, it's, it? Love it's it. loved more now, but when it came out, it was pretty bare bones and, and kind of wasn't, mm. certainly wasn't a Game of the Year in any Game right. of the Year conversation. So it feels like this is two separate stories, but with the same... It, it certainly doesn't fit his description, right? But mm. Sea of Thieves feels like a better fit. Yeah. Um, I mean, bringing... I mean, all of all of... Microsoft's big um, online service games are multi-platform apart from CFEs, basically. Yeah. I mean, I know it acquired most or all of them, you know, Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online and Minecraft. Um, It it makes sense that CFEs would be on everything. It's obviously on PC and Xbox. Um, That's going to benefit the game and the players. There's more people playing it. You know, the community gets larger. Um, You know, they have more money to invest. (laughs) Especially because so, because Sea of Thieves was the first game that launched day one on Game Pass, um, so right. that that was like the first one where not everyone bought it like full price when it came out. Um, so if you this could be like if it comes to PlayStation, for example, this is that could be its first kind of opportunity to actually sell a lot of copies like at full price, unless they bring it to PS Plus or make it free. Yeah, to play or I something. mean, there's there's um. <sighs> The, the the console war stuff is is really a thing of the past like you know we're seeing say for example forbidden horizon forbidden west is coming out for pc soon it came out on uh ps5 what two years ago mm. sony have a have a clear cadence now of um releasing their big exclusives a couple of years later people don't even talk about it like yeah. that would have been such a big thing at launch when it was like they were saying about how we believe in generations and you know we're making games exclusive that only work on our hardware that feels like a million years ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Remember when like Ratchet and Clank couldn't be done on any other system and stuff like that, and now it's like running on a Steam Deck. <laughs> um, you, you know, those days are, are are coming to an end. It it doesn't feel to me that if you're an Xbox consumer, like a uh, owner, that it's much of an issue. If your big exclusive games are going to come out on other platforms like two years later, yeah. you're still like you're still the best place to play those. You're getting them first. You know, you're getting them for significantly less if you have a Game Pass subscription, which you can't get on on uh, other consoles currently. Um, I don't see the issue. I mean, for Microsoft, it kind of makes sense that obviously for, it makes more sense for live service games. But something like um, Hi-Fi Rush, that was there was a lot of fans are speculating this could be referring to. Needs um, audience that, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's, it, it was it was really much. well yeah. received. It's like a proper niche uh, cult hit. Basically, mm. it's it doesn't seem to, that it's it's kind of like exploded um, in terms of sales, um, but it was incredibly well received. Mm. It's a new IP, right, which makes it tricky. So, but you could see that if they put that on PlayStation, 
no one, no PlayStation owner is is going to consider getting an Xbox for Hi-Fi Rush. No, but but if they've got if they've got Hi-Fi Rush One and the Hi-Fi no. Rush Two comes out on Xbox first, maybe they will. Yeah, mm. um, you know, there's there's a conversation there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is not. It, this doesn't seem like. I mean, there's been a, a lot of like um, reaction in the Xbox community about this. A lot of angry reaction at this suggestion that a game could go to another platform. And it's kind of like I think a lot of those guys are showing their asses. To be honest, yeah. it's um, it's not a sports team, and and I've seen <laughs> that terminology used. I have like on Twitter, people saying to me, "Well, imagine if you uh, let your star player, you know, play for an other team every other week, you know." But it's fun. But this is not a sports team. It's a company. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere you play your games. You're not like on the team. Oh, my team's losing. You, you it's ridiculous. Is this just? I mean, the next. It's embarrassing. Xbox has been super clear about this as well, right? They put out a bloody advert with, with Switch, with Nintendo, that said, um, you know, the, the, something to the effect of um, the more people play it, we all win, right? Mm. Um, they, they have been, they've been very clearly platform agnostic. They were the first people to start putting their stuff on PC uh, day and day. Um, y- you know, like a lot of their big, I mean, Call of Duty is on everything. They've gone around and signed deals to put it on, go out of the way. I mean, I know they had other motives there to, they, they had to please regulators and stuff, but they've been super, super clear. So it doesn't seem like the reaction to me matches what Microsoft has been saying. I mean, we've seen the headlines that PlayStation like outsold Xbox like three times plus last year in some territories. They can't, there's no growth in console for microsoft especially the growth they're talking about that they want on mobile and pc mm-hmm. if they want to get 100 million subs for game pass that's when they're going to get them mm. it's just the whole thing yeah. just it just it bewilders me because I, I like i said i've been off a couple of weeks i've been kind of been out the loop and I dip, i'm dipping in i'm trying to avoid twitter as much as i can while i've been off and i dip in every now and then to see what the discourse is go all oh, right it's this now and, and kind of quickly dip out again but like when i saw i came on like earlier this week and saw everyone complaining about this i'm like I, did, did I miss something here? Because like they've done it with they did it with both Ori games are on Switch. The first what the first Ori on Switch has Xbox achievements, and like they brought out Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons and Minecraft Legends are on PlayStation and and mm. on Switch. Um, it goes the other way as well. Although no no one here in in Europe gives a shit about baseball, the MLB the Show games, which are made in. Uh, Sony's, I think, San Diego studio, like, um, are on Xbox and on Switch, uh, mainly because MLB forced them to do it. Um, it just, it, this, this is the world we live in now, and and it's like it's, it blows my mind that some people still get really angry about it. it it's like just, it, it, it's it, this is the way, it, this is the way it is now. I don't know, if, I don't well, know if, if Microsoft. Are, I mean, it's, it's, it's significant in that I don't think they've released a exclusive single player game before on PlayStation. Yeah, they've released but, some stuff on Switch. Which, if you've got your um, your paid up, you know, uh, Xbox haircut dudes, they're not but worried about their games going on Switch. They're arguing with other people with PlayStation avatars on social media. You know, um, that's what I would say the issue with them. There's a lot of people saying saying, oh, you know, uh, um, this is we feel like we've been misled, and but I don't think that's. I mean, first of all. Stop taking the word of a corporation as gospel. They're telling you what you want to hear. Um, and secondly, I think Phil Spencer is one of the more transparent 
people in games. I don't think this is uh, hugely out of kilter with what he has been saying. Yeah, he's, he's been, been saying for ages for that look, the, the growth for us is on is on mobile, is on PC. You know, I, I, I imagine it, 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 the, I imagine that the reason that more stuff isn't on uh, PlayStation and Nintendo is because of PlayStation and Nintendo. Mm. I, I'd say if they went tomorrow, yeah, you can put um, Game Pass on there. And we'll let you plug in all your achievements and stuff. I imagine they would slap stuff over because yeah. that's growth for them, right? Mm. The, the whole point of like Call of Duty, that it's the worst scenario for um, PlayStation almost, with Call of Duty, you know, being uh, still on their console, because it's a, now a giant advert for Game Pass. Yeah. All of those guys who play that game on time is like, yeah, are you bored of paying 70 quid um, every year for this thing? Well, you could just get it mm. if you were on the other console. And guess what? The other console might run it. Slightly better. This is what this is what people. If you if you're an Xbox fanboy listening, and you can apply this to other fanboys, if I, I'd like amend it, uh, um, uh, uh, however, accordingly. Celtic. One hopes. If you're an Xbox <laughs> fanboy listening, to this let, let, let me just explain this to you. You're not losing your games. I would understand if they're saying, but the next Halo is going to be PS5 exclusive. Then yeah, I would understand being pissed off with it. I mean, I bought an Xbox or Halo and I'm not going to get the next one. You're not losing anything out of this. You're you're getting yeah. to keep all the games you were going to get. It's just that Microsoft are going to put them on other platforms to make more money to continue making games. If if PlayStation is outselling... To invest it in your platform. Exactly. If PlayStation yeah. is outselling Xbox by multiple times, um, Xbox has to find other ways to make money. And if that means bringing their games to other consoles to keep the money rolling in so they can keep making games for your Xbox, then so be it. Just grit your teeth. Accept the fact that other people are getting to enjoy the things that you enjoy. Um, <laughs> like, like the fact that someone with a PS5 is playing Hi-Fi Rush soon, hopefully, um, doesn't instantly make the game worse on Xbox or ruin your enjoyment of it. Just except the fact that other people are being happy and <laughs> just go on. Yeah, like... I, I've no, I, like, but, but as I, you know, as a football fan and, you know, Chris, you're obviously um, a fan of, of one of the, one of the big two up there. And, and like, there's no kind of like idea that the football team will be there. has been there for a long time before you were born and will be there for, for, for centuries after you, you finish, hopefully. So like, it's kind of, this 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 lack of um, idea of permanence and sort of going, don't worry about it. The, the more money Xbox makes, the more money Microsoft makes, you're going to have a better product. You're going to win. Yeah. Either way, AEW versus WWE, everyone's got their little kind of tribal affiliations, but there's just really no need. Just enjoy it. There's just, more it's out such there a selfish you. mentality. And I can understand that. I can understand to an extent some elements of fanboy culture because not everyone is fortunate enough to be able to own both an Xbox and a PlayStation. Mm. I totally get that. Um, so I understand when people get annoyed about exclusives. So Xbox fans saying, well, that's, that's crap. We can't play the Final Watch Chris Scully and playing them on Twitch. Well, that's that's all all but, but you get Xbox fans saying, we can't play the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I get that. That's frustrating. Mm. But games being made multi-platform should never be an issue. Like Because then if you're annoyed that your Xbox game is coming to PlayStation or vice versa. Um, that's just selfishness because that, that that's you being annoyed that someone else is getting to enjoy something because they mm. didn't buy your console. Um, you're getting annoyed that they get to enjoy it too. Like, get a grip. Let, mm. let more people well, enjoy it. Well, speaking of uh, reaching out and, you know, lending your brothers a hand, Nintendo <laughs> is reportedly uh, uh, considering outsourcing IP to more external uh, studios. Um, <clears throat> according to uh, Chris Dring, friend of the show and indeed, uh, you know, co-host of the show, uh, who claims the company is looking to find uh, new partners for its next console for Switch 2, 
Um, I know that Nintendo is actively meeting with independent developers to find new partners uh, and look at the studios that would work on some of its uh, own IP. It's obviously uh, very interesting. They work with Bandai Namco, Ninja, Mercury Steam, Wayfor, Gresso, Platinum, uh, but they do want more studios in there. But like working on Nintendo brands, I mean, Andy, you've worked with um, Andy and Chris. You've worked with Nintendo at various times. They're, um, you know, I imagine there's a lot of emails flying around about style guides and, you know. Still, I've, 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 got, I've still got the, week, the, the Nintendo Switch official style guide somewhere. Yeah. From when I um, made trailers for ukulele on on Switch. I heard just last week when you were talking about Pokemon Company being the most the the worst for that. I, I wish I was on last week because we had a big massive. Um, list was that when you changed the um, proportions? <laughs> no, did it? No, did it did. Wasn't there? Wasn't there one where this? Um, keep in mind, I, I I'm saying that they went ballistic because you changed the proportions of the Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, that one's supposed to be you know, 2% higher than that one. Mm. Didn't you put a gun in one of their hands? No, no, no. Thankfully, that, that, thankfully that, was, that was the document we were given. They gave us the, the, the big kind of super massive do, the do's and don'ts of Pokemon, and that was one of them, don't put a gun in a Pokemon's hand, and we kept threatening to do that from that point on as a joke. But it was like really specific stuff as well, and I was like, some of these are so specific that these have happened before. These and, have definitely and they've happened. Added to that. Yeah. So stuff like, so there's obvious stuff like don't make uh, Pikachu the same size as the big snake one. Snorlax. Uh, yep, Snorlax, exactly. Um, don't, don't do this, don't do that, don't change, don't make Pikachu red, etc. Then it was like, don't, for example, um, show a Munchlax brushing his teeth. I'm like, mm. <laughs> no one had that. No one was going to do that until all of a sudden, like you've all decided that, 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 that this is this is something that has to be listed as a thing. Um, but yeah, it was an enormous document as do's and don'ts, and a lot of really specific examples. So um, yeah, which kind of then brought out that Pokemon toothbrushing game like years later. So that was kind of to go back on. That. <laughs> oh, mate, I um, I. I... I, uh, I I auditioned for I don't know if I've ever said this I auditioned for Mario Rabbids um, they uh, for the script scriptwriter mm. so I did tons of tests uh, for that game and um, one of the, uh, the 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 kind of the, on the the document the the um, the rules of writing for this it was basically like you can't break the fourth wall what? and no toilet humor um, so I was coming from like. Banjo Kazooie, like ukulele. Yeah. Um, so that's exactly so what I was going for. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't break the fourth wall and you can't um, do toilet humor. Um, like you can only do that in um, the Mario RPG games. And I thought, well, that's what this is, though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then I played the game. And one of the first jokes is a uh, rabbit, a statue of a rabbit on the toilet. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the captain's log. I was like, what? <laughs> Kicking a fourth you wall. You specifically <laughs> told me. <yeah. laughs> I can imagine someone writing a script for that and going, um, in, in, on page, in level three, the rabbit says, gah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that, um, they're, you know, when, when they choose to sort of do it, they do it so badly as well. That must be very annoying for people. I, I, did you see, what's that big, um, tech show that's happening at the, at the moment? CES. Uh, CES. CES. Um, they Worst are, week of my life. There's one of the, there's one of, uh, the booths that at some kind of very, very kind of fringe developer has put together like a proper wonky Super Mario I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. by AI in a really thick accent. It's really 
really shoddy stuff. That's incredible. That, that, uh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a job losing thing. If, if, we, if we tried that at O&M, <laughs> to make a, an awful bootleg Mario. Um, <laughs> you, you, Pete, you must have heard of all the kind of WWE stuff like that, that sometimes do, because we did a WWE game on as a cover once for O&M. It was like when right. they first brought WWE to the Wii, and there was loads of it was awful. The game was awful, but it, because it was in, in the early days of the Wii, the gimmick was you'd move the remote in your front of your face to be John Cena and oh the, the DX chops with the remote, and then um, so that was that, there's nothing more awkward than going. That was my first system seller. That was my first Absolute trip to Japan. I went to Japan shifter. to Yuke's to see it. And it was really awkward just seeing like all the Japanese developers doing like constant DX crotch chops and going, ha, ha, and going, hmm, that's good. Um, but then we put like Ink Batista on the cover and throughout the, mm. the feature, they, we asked for artwork of wrestlers just kind of standing, looking mean. Um, and again, they, they gave us like the untouched images of like the wrestlers. Right. And like acne all over the place. And, and like, and massive like, <laughs> like documentation saying, you must remove all the acne. Uh, all the really kind of scar, wow, mushroom yeah. scarring you must remove all the acne before yeah, it comes up yeah. and then it was the kind of list of um don't show any photo don't show any screenshots of triple h in a compromised position don't show anyone standing <laughs> over triple h with a steel chair um because to right. make him look like he's been he's been beaten and all this kind of stuff it's like an enormous list of do's and don'ts which is like insane but yeah they, they get that stuff wrong so often as well it might, look it must be hard to sort of have a massive cash cow that's something that's going to, you know, keep you in, keep the shareholders in uh, in, in villas uh, for the rest of time. But, like, it, it must be hard to sort of foresee so... Bearing in mind nowadays where, like, IP is just so flexible mm. and inflexible at, at, at various times. Like, you know, people are... Every social media, every TikTok, every YouTube, they're encouraged to... Um, play with people's characters and, and 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 dick about it must it must well, it must give you a proper headache. Yeah. I think a lot of those reg- rules and regulations for those big companies it just comes from globalization. Really, mm. um, it's it's another reason that I'm really glad I went and did development for a bit to actually learn why things are how they are mm. and just trying to control like even as a small indie game, right? Just trying to control like how the game is shown and what it's done. You can understand why. If you're Nintendo, you have giant rules and regulations for stuff like that because yeah. it just makes your life easier. Mm-hmm. What it means is that you can um, push out all this material where you can announce a game and it's it's portrayed properly in every territory. And, and when it goes team. wrong, you can. And when it goes wrong, you can literally sort of go, "We told you not to do this." Yeah. yeah. Get rid of it instead it's, it's of much, having a conversation. It's much, it's much sort of easier going, to do eh. that. You put something out and it's done yeah. properly everywhere, rather than oh, this person's, you know. Um, mm. Uh, 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 as kind of like um, discuss this inappropriately or whatever, mm. like it's not really our vision. So I do, I do get it, and it mm. does make sense for those massive, uh, massive brands. That said, you've just reminded me, Chris. Wasn't there a press trip where didn't one of our colleagues go on a press trip? I think he went to Japan for a WWE game. But like you know, all the way to the end of the world, and then came back and they didn't have any screenshots, so they just couldn't put it in a magazine. Yeah, that seems that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that may have actually been me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure from what from my memory, I need to go back. And look, I'm sure our feature just ended up being a tour of the studio and not actually showing much of the game for the first month, at least. I can beat that. Uh, I can beat that. <laughs> I I was flown to Vancouver to see um, True Crime Hong Kong. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, which yeah. was Sleeping Dogs. Remember Sleeping yeah, Dogs? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it became Sleeping Dogs. So I, I went there, covered it. I wrote previews for virtually every magazine at the company. 
um, mm. uh, official Xbox, official PlayStation, you know, PC Gamer, so all kind of print, and then they cancelled it <laughs> before it went uh, to print because okay. that was when it was Activision, and they cancelled it, and then Square Enix picked it up, and it became Sleeping Dogs. The worst, the worst thing about I, I don't know why I'm 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 just I'm just, I'm just in, a, in the mindset now of annoying shit that used to happen back in the day. Um, <laughs> like the worst thing about working on a Nintendo magazine on and during the Wii era. Um, was that when you would ask developers and PRs for screenshots, you would always, almost always get the 360 or PS3 version screenshots, and you would have yes. to get back in touch and say, "We're we're reporting on the Wii version." Like we, that, this, we need this the back version. Like. <laughs> and then and then they would all, they, you you would have a couple of days waiting period then because obviously they were never they never made Wii screenshots, so they then had to go back to the studio and say, "Can you make us some Wii screenshots, please?" And then invariably you'd get these 2160p screenshots <laughs> that had been captured from the dev kits on the PC and they need to go back to them and say, no, it needs to be 480p. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise that, that's clearly not a Wii screenshot. <laughs> and it's just an absolute nightmare having to go back and forth. And then you finally do get the 480p screenshot and then you're like, you like, oh, wait a minute. These look awful in a magazine because <laughs> it's a 480 it just, it just, I mean, it just, uh, how did Nintendo succeed with the Wii in such an incredible way when these, when the entire kind of vessel of uh, multimedia coming out? Because it was, a, revo- it was a revolution. In, a in, revolution. In the, crotch, the crotch chops. Um, <laughs> well, crotch chops all around for January the 18th. Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct event confirmed. Uh, for mid-January, they're going to be streaming a uh, developer direct a presentation on Thursday, January at the 18th, uh, giving us a, an inside look at a selection of highly anticipated games coming to Xbox Series X, S, PC, and a Game Pass. Uh, we've got the Indiana Jones title in there, Obsidian's Avowed, Oxide Games' Ara, uh, History Untold, and Ninja Theory's uh, Senua's Saga, Saga at Hellblade 2. Um, there's no uh, updates on the Activision um, Blizzard games, unfortunately. Anything you're looking forward to, uh, Chris? I'm I'm just delighted that Microsoft has decided to make it right in the middle of my first Thursday shift back. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the only person on that night. <laughs> just absolutely happening. <laughs> so thanks, Microsoft. That's a, a nice kind yeah, of. No uh, I'm going to make a yeah. point to go to the pub. I know. I'm like, uh, Andy, any chance you're about fuck off, mate? Andy, can you get some screenshots? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, oh. I'm I'm curious to see more of Indiana Jones. I'm curious to see how much they actually show of Indiana Jones. Mm. Um. I've given up hoping that Hellblade 2 will have a release date. Um, mm. I, 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 it would be nice, but um, I think if they were going to give it a <clears throat> release date, it would have been during the Game Awards. Um, mm. I, I don't see it happening a month later, but um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll end with a big uh, announcement that uh, something's coming to PS5. <laughs> that'll be how they, that'll be how they <laughs> end it. Did, Andy, uh, any particular um, Indiana Jones games? Uh, Indi- 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 Indiana Jones is going to be... I don't think I've played an Indiana Jones game. I've, I've seen the fate of Atlantis. No, even Last Crusade on the Unlockers. No, we, we can go a week without Pete mentioning an old Amiga yes. point and click game. Another cl- point and click. Like the Amazon Queen. I don't, anyone I don't, think, I watched, I don't think I watched Indiana Jones movies until I was a bit older. Oh, really? But this, this, game, right. this game is legit going to be nailed on excellent. Mm. Um, I, I've said it before. So uh, the guy who's uh, leading, who's, I think he's lead designer. Um, on Indiana Jones, there's a guy called Jens Anderson, and he directed. I don't know if you remember or the Starbreeze games, uh, Chronicles of Riddick, mm, uh, mm. Darkness, um, and he also he's a massive, um, massive Indiana Jones fan. He he joined LucasArts probably about ten, fifteen years ago to work on an Indiana Jones game. Like mm. you know, relocated left nice. Starbreeze to go there, and it, it ended up getting canned. Um, 
It's like the Indiana mm-hmm. Jones of Indiana Jones games. He's looking yeah. for that special <laughs> treat. He worked on uh, the BAFTA winning uh, uh, Yoku's Island Express. Mm. That's how I I knew him because we were both at um, Team Seventeen was a publisher of both our games. Um, but he he he's really super super great game designer, and he's mm. joined Machine Games specifically to, to do work this. on Indiana Jones. That's so positive. I've got massive, big, big faith in this game. There was one. There was an Indiana Jones game on the N sixty four. I think it was Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. But I, I yes. can't remember if that was it. Tomb Raider, wasn't it? Everyone it it, it Tomb was basically point, Tomb Raider, yeah. which is funny because Tomb Raider was Indiana Jones knockoff in the first place. So it's basically a knockoff of a knockoff. Um, it wasn't very good. It's, it's <laughs> not that, that. It's just, 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 That's it. Indiana Jones. Anything, anything else you're anticipating? I mean, I guess most of this show every week is just like, there's a show coming up and what do you reckon's on it? But mm-hmm. is there anything that you're kind of um, jonesing for that you think might be... Uh, I'd like, like, more I'd like to see others? more Forza stuff. I, d- I recently did like right. a video of the, um, on my own wee crappy wee YouTube channel. I did like a video of my, my 10 favourite games from last year when I quickly mm-hmm. realised I'd played nothing big from last year. Um, and <laughs> one of them was like Forza. And, and the point was like, for, I still really like Forza. I still jump into it every now and then for a race or two mm-hmm. and then jump out again. But there's still no, there's still nothing like meaty to it. Do you know what I mean like it's just it's just yeah. a list of races and that's about it. And I'd love them to come out and say, okay, here's like a proper a, a new mode th- for it or something. It's, it's, I think it's just just good. This show is going to seemingly lay out a pretty you know decent uh, 2024 lineup mm-hmm. for Xbox. I think all these games are coming out this year. <clears throat> Hellblade, Vowed, um, Indiana Jones. That's uh, that's a decent lineup um, mm-hmm. in in a year that that needs it as well. So if you you imagine that we get Switch 2 coming out this year as well, mm-hmm. um, then suddenly it's shaping up to be pretty exciting. Especially especially just... in a year where we're still not really knowing what is coming out from the Sony side of things. But there's there's yeah. really not a lot of known first party. Um, so it looks like it's going to be yeah so, a more quiet year for them. So th- this is this is Microsoft's chance to they've got an open goal here. Like not not that not that by the end of twenty twenty four they're suddenly have gone overtaking PlayStation or anything like that. But this is their opportunity to finally put to bed all the Xboxes, no games stuff like this. This is their year where they can say okay here are here are some Con- controversial. Oh. Here we go. And uh, I might get shot down by anyone, any of the business. Everyone, everyone on 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 the the forums, do, get set your screen recorders now. <laughs> do exclusive. When was the last like? Does ex, does anyone like, as, as an exclusive game ever actually changed? Like, how far back have we got to go? As we sit here talking about, oh yeah, like they got some really good exclusive games that should help you know Xbox console sales. When was the last time any exclusive game? Had any meaningful effect? It's more just on, you've got to go back to the nineties, yeah, right? It's more momentum these days, isn't it? They've got it's got to be like we've got this and we've got this and this and this and this and this and it's got to, they've got to get. I, just, got I, to get I honestly think, going. like, like I said earlier, like where people built their digital libraries, it's I just don't see anything meaningfully. Yeah. That's why um, Microsoft it was so important for them to get Call of Duty because you only you only something that big to swing the yeah. momentum, right? Well, there's just nothing that big. I mean, if, if if GTA Six had been single platform, then yeah, that would have been. You need a game of that caliber these days to to sell consoles. Like back back in the day, you you would have maybe got people buying a PlayStation for Final Fantasy in Japan, certainly, um, or something like that. Or or GTA Three, you would have bought a PS Two for that, or Vice City before they came to Xbox. Um, but nowadays, nothing nothing is that big that that you would. 
maybe Zelda, like Tears of the Kingdom, might have shifted some switches. Or, um, oh, of course. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you've. But but again, on, on Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. That, yeah. It's Switch, Switch is its own thing. If you, yeah. You're going to include Nintendo in this argument. It kills it. Dead yeah. Yeah. Uh, because not, they not, they literally they they had their entire business. Yeah. Certainly, in terms of Xbox and PlayStation, you're right. Like, as as great as Spider Man and Last of Us are, I don't see a lot of people buying. Maybe the Last of Us because of the TV show, but even then, Still, yeah. you're yeah. not going to drop four hundred quid on a console just to play. No, I think like it's watched. it's been the case for a long time that the strongest games lineup really doesn't seem to have much effects on best. Like Dreamcast was killed dead when PS2 came out, mm. right? And PS2's launch lineup sucked. Mm. We're not shooting down. We look, no, we look back. We look, the we look back now with some nostalgia and go, oh, "This seven <laughs> out of ten, yeah, they're seven out of 10. But at the time, Dreamcast was like had an incredible lineup of games, and PS2 yeah. killed it dead. I mean, that's like the perfect example uh, of how it really doesn't matter. I mean, PS3 uh, was a broken, horrible console that ended up, you know, matching 360 in the end yeah. with a worse lineup of games. So, and perhaps not. They're great. There's some great first party games, but it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's a weird one. It, it, it does seem to be a lot, a lot more about perception. And like you say, the, the whole jumping from generation to generation and retaining your library now. Um, I think on paper, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I find myself playing the Xbox slightly more these days than the PlayStation. Um, just because of Game Pass and like in in that side of things, like I would imagine, I don't, like Xbox should be closer to PlayStation in terms of console sales. But like you like you were saying, like like people, uh, I think PS4, I think the Xbox is a better I think the Xbox is a better console. Yeah, I, I would like. I, I think would, in terms of how everything runs, in in terms of the UI, uh, the services, I think it's a better console. Yeah. But but like you say, first, first party game they lost they lost the, the last, first party lineup is on PlayStation. And like you say, they lost the last generation. That was the one of a, a crucial generation to not lose. Because of everyone carrying their digital libraries over, like you're saying, like it's an enormous uphill kind of slog they've got ahead of them now. Because I didn't, I didn't account for that either. Because I thought that it was going to swing the other way. I really did because there were so many lapsed Xbox players out there. Yeah. How many players uh, Xbox 360 players went to PS4? Right. Yeah. And, so and, so, and Sony like have the these. Time, oh, is the and, to go back? and Sony always have these ups and downs where, like everyone does, every every manufacturer gets their ups and downs where they get a bit too cocky and a bit too big for the boots and then they start making really odd decisions like the wii u like connect um and like the kind of the, the, now we're at the stage where sony's making some odd decisions because they get they start they get to the uh point where they they think everyone will believe anything they say so they bring out here's playstation vr2 it's the future of sorry we stopped making stuff for it 20 seconds after it came out um and so like they, they start making the sony are at the point where they're making odd decisions but for some reason this generation it's not the, the, the up and down isn't reflected in console sales they're, they're still doing well despite making some kind of odd decisions and well they don't i think a lot of that stuff is peripherals are massively um profitable that's just one example of playstation playstation the playstation vr it shouldn't even be called playstation vr that's a Sony initiative. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been saying for the last year, this is very clearly a Sony initiative, not a PlayStation initiative. It's just got the most synergy that if you're Sony, if we were going to release a VR headset so that we have some basis in that technology, should it take off, what should we be doing with it? Probably making games. So that's what they've done. And now at CES this week, you've seen they've announced a um, a headset, like a it's like a spatial AR thing, and it's basically a PlayStation VR. Mm. Um, with a different mandate. Yeah. So that technology is already 
um, kind of paying off in different areas. But, but I mean, that's just one example. Like the the, the PS Plus rebranding was a was a mess. I think that the, the, the um, it's worked for them business wise. It has, it has, but, gone up. but but it was a shambles. Like a, a lot, it was so confusing at launch. Um, the you say it's worked. But this is what I'm saying. Though. Like it, 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 in previous generations, I don't necessarily think something like that would have worked. But for some reason, maybe it's because people are carried on from PS4 and jumped over and brought their, their libraries over and they're less uh, willing to jump back because they've got so much, um, they, they would be losing so much if they jumped to Xbox now that, that a lot of kind of odd decisions are being kind of accepted almost. Um, it's just, it's a weird generation for me, I think. It's, it's mm. it, it seems like it's going to take something monumental to, to, to swing it back these days. Agreed. Well, um, we'll take a shot ad break. We'll be back with a little bit more. Switch to Switch Pro chat. Um, <clears throat> not from me. I'll, I'll probably talk about Simon the Sorcerer. <laughs> what a game. Voiced by Chris Barry. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> he, he of the British Empire. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're back with the VGC uh, video game podcast. Pete, Andy and Chris are with me. Um, so as discussed in the first half of the show, Nintendo is apparently considering outsourcing its IP to more third-party studios. We asked, or rather Chris asked, the good people of uh, the listenership, uh, which developer and IP combination uh, would you sign up? Uh, give Animal Crossing to Concerned Ape, says Roscoe, fingerguns.net. Uh, build a strong narrative that matches the game's Perfect mechanics. Does uh, Animal Crossing not have strong narrative chaps? No. Uh, Potter around, don't you? Potter around. There's like a million kind of preset random bantery bits, but you kind of quickly Mm. realise they don't actually have much kind of... I I would love to see an Animal Crossing... I'm going to bore a lot of people here. I'd love to see Animal Crossing do a Dreamlight Valley. Because Dreamlight Valley contentiously or controversially does Animal Crossing better than Animal Crossing, (sighs) I think because it has an actual narrative and it has a plot running through it. And it does all the mm. stuff Animal Crossing does, but then it's also got this enormous kind of um, storyline where you've got tasks and all. it gives a purpose to it. If you want that purpose, you can still just make your own house and do all the crap you can do at Animal Crossing if you want, or there's this sprawling, I've put like 100 hours in it and I'm still ticking off the tasks and all this kind of stuff. So I'd love to see an Animal Crossing with an actual narrative because in the, in the older games, the narrative started with Tom Nook saying, here, take a job, earn some money to buy your house. And once you get your house, it kind of stops at that point. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I was kind of hoping to do more, like have more, more stuff, stuff to do. Tell us what to do, Nook. Exactly. Like, I, I, <laughs> crying I, out I, don't, I don't have an imagination. <laughs> like, mm. t- tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, 
Well, well, um, Gareth Clark on on Twitter um, wants to take away IP from certain developers and give them give it away to someone else. Um, uh, I know people uh, liked the way that um, WayForward uh, worked on the Advance Wars remake, and I'd certainly love to see see that series get a new entry. But could someone else do it? I really just liked uh, WayForward's weirdly horny house art style. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that 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 being. I think there was issues with the. Um, with uh, the, the 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 technological prowess of that particular title, but that was quite well received, wasn't it? I don't think it looked massively different, did it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, no, I, I don't. I, don't. I played that game for a stupid amount of hours. Stupid. I mean, right. I re- reviewed it. I think it looked great. I don't think. Right. I can see that they have got a style. Yeah. Right, and it is the same in every game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if he's talking about Shantae, right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, the character's like a belly dancer. So uh, uh, and you know so there there is a lot of flesh on show etc. Yeah. Um. I can see how that someone might come up with that critique. Yeah. Their their yeah. art style is the same in every game, so I can see why that might become a bit dull. Yeah. But it looks on its on its own, it looks great. So Advance Wars looks great. Certainly, Advance. But the 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 their their token art style seemed to kind of fit well with Advance Wars because I don't think it was a million miles from what. The no, it was like really super like. super faithful. It's like yeah. a toy box Horny. kind of thing. It was Discuss. great. Was it horny? It, was no, it weirdly it horny? Unless you're turned on by tanks. Right, <laughs> and who is it? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I can, I can never get horny for, for a turn-based strategy game. <laughs> especially, no. especially not that That's... one. Like they really needed to update the AI in that game. It's super, super. Like Nintendo, whenever Nintendo does a remake, it's super faithful, like beat for beat, mm. basically. Um, so the AI is still like a Game Boy Advance AI. I played this game, right? I'm not exaggerating. Um, I was stuck on one mission, um, and I played it for a Shinkansen bullet train journey from uh, Tokyo to Kyoto and back again. Same mission. How it should be played. How it should be so played. The same, really. the same mission. Listen, sometimes yeah. what? So, so that's, that's five hours plus. Sometimes- and the majority <laughs> of that is just a standoff, right, where you're clearly going to win. They've got one tank that's just going to he's going to hold on for five mm. hours while you slowly whittle away. I think you'll find that's you actually... Managed to finish two bentos. I think you'll find that's, I'm basically, that's actually... I'm basically describing turn-based combat. That's because I think you'll actually find that's a fitting allegory for warfare in the modern in the modern day. <laughs> um, yeah. A man on a train, on a really, really quick train, just pressing button. Um, let's move on to uh, Jason Milner. Um, give some more uh, digital the Donkey Kong IP, and let them make a platformer in the style of Sackboy Adventures with all of the Kongs playable. Would you like all of the Kongs playable, Andy? No, give it to Platonic Games. Why'd you give it to those guys? The guys who made Donkey Kong Country are there. Like- I don't trust Andy. Uh, Andy, I don't trust Platonic because they <laughs> um, stole your... Was it your pig bios? Was it? Oh, it was the bees, bio- the bees, yeah. yeah. The bees, the bee um, bios. They don't listen buyers. to this. They don't I listen to this. Off of me. Um, and about the, the, the actual, the actual, like, because we, when we, we, we kind of did the, the obviously ukulele, the banjo, kazooie spiritual successor, and then we did the sequel that, that no one played. But it's mm. incredible. It's um, mm. a two D platformer. It's there are more. Even though we sold ourselves as like the banjo team, the banjo team and the Donkey Kong team were the same team. Like they moved from Donkey Kong Country to Banjo Kazooie. But there's more Donkey Kong guys at Playtonic than there are banjo guys. Mm, like it's, right. it's the vast majority. The guys who made the characters, the guys who made programmed it. Mm. You know, they, they got. It's, I don't think it's the same designer that, um, because that would have been the Stampers um, and Greg Mails. But there's some great designers there. 
best Donkey Kong Country game of the last, you know, 20 years, other than Tropical Freeze, is, is um, Ukulele. Yeah, Impossible Lair. It's brilliant. 100%. Those guys, 100% should uh, be given there's, Donkey Kong. There's nothing legally odd there, is it? Because Rare, <clears throat> Rare did Donkey Kong 64. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be able to do another Donkey Kong game. Who? who? They play Tonic. Well, obviously, they're not Rare. I know, but but like obviously there's, there's funny stuff with like Diddy Kong Racing and stuff because obviously banjo and, and, and stuff around it, but like I don't see any reason why there, there there should be no reason why Microsoft should be in any way involved in Nintendo asking Playtonic to make Oh no, no Donkey, Donkey 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 Kong's obviously yeah, yeah. Is Nintendo. Yeah, it's just a, it's, it's nothing to do with anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Um but it just, it just seems so Donkey obvious. Kong games were made yeah. were made in Britain by these guys. Yeah. Um I mean Tropical Freeze is is amazing. I I would say um Fifty percent of its amazingness is the fact that David Wise did the soundtrack, who works on all the the the, the Donkey Kong Country games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I hundred percent, I think they should uh, be allowed to work on that. It does seem a bit of an no-brainer. Um, so it's it's basically um, retro. This is the way Nintendo works: is they have, or a lot of Japanese game publishers, is that they'll have a custodian of each franchise, and it's like it's their thing; they're in charge. Yeah, they call the shots, yeah. right? Um, so they'd be like Sakamoto will be in charge of like Metroid and anything Metroid has to go through him. He has to be involved to have the final say. So I think, I believe that Retro Studios are still quite hands-on. If anything happens with Donkey Kong, like it'll go through them. Yeah. If not, it's Miyamoto, but he's obviously busy these days. So they'll, I think they will be heavily involved in whatever happens mm-hmm. with Donkey Kong next. And it does seem like there is some stuff happening because Nintendo these days don't do anything uh by surprise right it's they've got a theme park donkey kong theme park donkey kong was heavily involved in the mario movie yeah um and there's a rumor that they're going to do a donkey kong movie um mm-hmm. so i i think that that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. indeed yeah. well um i think that's all we've got time for we've um filled everyone's hungry ears up with um uh, information about uh this and that <laughs> What, what should be done by other developers and what shouldn't be. And uh, also we talked about power supplies for about uh, 15 minutes. So that's I think that's VGC Video Game Podcast uh, for this week. Uh, do leave us a review. Uh, do give us a screenshot of that review and send it to at Jordan Midler on Twitter. Where is Jordan at the moment? Did, did I see uh, America Texas. somewhere? Jordan, He's in Jordan Texas. Jordan is currently um, undergoing a legal procedure and strenuously denies all our <laughs> But either that or he's, he's on a pressure. his legs extended. <laughs> he can, he can make that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's on his press trip to, uh, to 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 Austin, I believe. Is it Austin or to, is it? Uh, um, uh, it's, it's somewhere, somewhere in, Texas. in Texas. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do screenshot uh, a review of the VGC Video Game Podcast uh, on on Twitter. Send it on to John on Twitter, and he'll randomly give someone uh, a code. I'm not really sure what game it is. Uh, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown uh, review is imminent. I believe he's on that, isn't mm-hmm. it? He's uh, he's been writing that for a little while. Um, any early indications, Andy and Chris, about that particular? Um, well, title? the embargo is an hour after this podcast comes out, so you can All right, read then. it on the website. Um, I will keep my I will keep <laughs> my powder dry on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Go head on over to the VGC uh, uh, VideoGamesChronicle.com uh, and send us your questions, comments and concerns to podcast at VideoGamesChronicle.com uh, Thank you for listening to the show this week you can follow myself uh, at Pete Donaldson you can find Andy, Andy underscore VGC uh, and Scully at Scully uh, 1888 As ever, thank you to Grant, uh, Grant Kirkhope for the uh, VGC podcast theme song. Say goodbye Andy Goodbye Say goodbye Chris. goodbye, Chris. Thanks for writing most of the script for this show. <laughs> I keep on having to change who's speaking. <laughs> I've been Pete Donaldson, and we will be back next time. Farewell. Lure of the Temptress. <laughs> I don't have fun. <laughs>
VGC, a video games podcast, is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.